Welcome to Extremely Valid Points. We're three business owners and friends who enjoy talking about business, marketing, and creativity. Along the way, we just might happen to make some extremely valid points. So we'd love it if you would join us in today's conversation. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Extremely Valid Points. We're really glad you're here. We're your co-hosts. I'm Nathan Sala. I'm Jenny Sala. And I'm Dave Wilkins. Thank you for joining us today. So today we're talking about five aspects of strategy. We're going to talk about different phases of growing our business and uh, different aspects of strategy, different analogies for how to apply strategy, um, how, how to adjust course when you get off course and knowing and understanding what phases of business you're in and, um, and how to respond to those phases using some great analogies that Nathan's come up with about strategy. Sounds fun. All right. Let's, let's do it. In. So I wanted to start off uh, and ask the question, what is strategy? Because I think there's a lot of confusion about strategy and what it is. Is it a goal? Is it a vision? I don't, I don't think there's a lot of clarity out there about what strategy is. And so I think if we helped people understand that, I think it would help drive success for a lot of different people. So um, what do you guys think? Are you talking about strategy in terms of marketing or just strategy in general? Strategy in general. Well, I guess my definition of strategy would be um, creating a plan that um, that has like an end goal in mind. Also, the plan would consider different scenarios and outcomes um, and, you know, when I think I remind me of chess, you know, when you when you make a move, you're always thinking three or four steps ahead. You think if I go here and my part and my um, opponent goes there, then I would go here and there. And, you know, like kind of thinking several steps ahead. That's kind of the way I think about strategy. Good. Yeah. No, I think that's exactly um, looking down long term and uh, making plans for. Um, the future and it, this this um, analyzing how uh, the des- decisions that I m- might make would could put potentially affect what I'm doing. Good. So Steve Jobs has this really famous quote. Um, it's, it's about creativity, um, and it uh, he said creativity is about connecting the dots. Mm. So that's his definition of creativity: is there's dots and you connect them. And that's what creativity is. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's actually a good a good point because I think a lot of times we can think of creativity as almost like create like making something from nothing, but we don't do that. We're not God. We're we're basically re reforming things that we already have and making those connections, seeing things like oh this and this, you put them together, and now you've got something new. Yeah, that's good. I like that. Uh, and so I took his definition of creativity and sort of have my own quote. There's a quote by this guy named Nathan Sala. <laughs> you may have heard, heard of him. Uh, but it's strategy is knowing which dots to connect. Ah, okay. That's good. So it reminds me of like, uh, you know, I don't know who came up with the Zodiac, but, you know, there's all these stars in the sky and somebody had to be the first one to be like, you know, it could be the brightest ones or it could just be the ones because sometimes it's not the brightest ones, but it's ones that sort of form a picture. And so right. there's creativity is connecting the dots, but strategy is like, which dots do I connect? And yeah. I don't know, yeah. to make it look like a 
cow or whatever it's supposed <laughs> to look like. I don't know. Yeah, and like how do I do that? Do I do I go here first and do this? Yeah. yeah. So today I wanted to talk about five aspects of strategy or five perspectives or five different ways to look at strategy. And I think it'll help people to just get a better grasp of it. So uh, so first I'll start off by saying that strategy starts with a single goal. And I say that because I think a lot of people's mistake and why some businesses fail or people don't accomplish what they set out to is because when they uh, they think their strategy is my strategy is to accomplish all of these various goals. World so domination. I'm, yeah, I'm going to start <laughs> out by doing this and this. And it's it's basically like saying, I'm going to go sit in my car, turn it on, and drive to Seattle and New York. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Know, you're yeah. going to fail because, right. you know, if you do one and then the other, that's fine. But if your strategy is to do all these different goals. So it's important to think of strategy in terms of a single goal I like to think of it in uh, a goal is your destination and a strategy is your route to get there. Okay. So so the the five aspects that I wanted to – that kind of came up with um, are – the first one is think about climbing Mount Everest. So when you think of – when you think about strategy, think about actually allow your brain to say, I'm about to go climb Mount Everest. And so what would you start thinking about? You'd start thinking about what kind of gear do I need? Mm-hmm. How do I train? What kind of shoes do I need? What am I going to eat? Who should I go with? Who should I not go with? You right. know? <laughs> yeah. All of these things are very important parts because your goal is the destination, the summit, right? Mm-hmm. But you also have to get back down the mountain and survive. And so if you're going to survive, you have to choose the right uh, – you have to – predict what's going to happen, understand the elements, train for it. Um, and most of the deaths that have happened on Mount Everest actually happened on the way back down. So I think that people strategized to get to the top, and that was their goal, but they chose the wrong goal. Their goal should have been, I need to get to the top and then back down safely. That's my strategy. Yeah, yeah, no, that's a good. that's a great point. Not just focusing on that spectacular mountaintop thing, but actually the return as well. Yeah. So your strategy is your plan to make sure that you're prepared for everything that you need to meet your goal. Okay. Okay, great. So basically strategy deals with how. And so so that's the first aspect. The second one is playing a game of chess. Uh, it's, it's, it's a very common way to think about strategy because it's a very strategic game, but uh, when you are think when you are, as you said, when you're playing chess, you have to, you know, all the best players can think several moves ahead. So it's all about predicting outcomes and coming up with contingency plans. So if you, um, <clears throat> if you're looking at your chessboard, you, you think about, okay, if I move my piece here, how are they going to respond? And if they move here, I'll do this set of contingency plans, but if they move here, I'll have to do that set of contingency plans. So that's a huge part of it. And, um, you know, thinking about things from every possible angle and, um, that's, that's, that's part of strategy. Yeah, that's good. I mean, I think one of the difficult things, like when you talk about chess, right? Like if you're thinking about those contingencies, if you, you have to be able to hold multiple 
possible realities in your mind, right? Mm-hmm. So if thinking about if I move here and then my opponent moves there, then five down moves down the road it could be, happen like this. But what if they move this way? You know. So um, what are some practical ways that um, that we can think about contingencies but not get mired down in like all the possible realities? Like you said, you know, if you try to drive to New York and San Francisco, would you say L.A. or San Francisco? Seattle. Seattle. <laughs> yeah. it, where, if you try yeah. to drive two different places at the same time, you know, you're, it's not going to work. Yeah. But, um, you know, you may have things come up along the road. So how, how do we balance that? the multiple possibilities without slowing down or getting too mired in de- details? Yeah, I think that's a great question because in chess, each each move ahead that you think, the complexity increases exponentially Yeah, because exactly. the, you know, the branches, branches of complexity. Out. <laughs> yeah. So the, the more moves ahead you think, the more complex it is. And with business, um, if you want to apply it to business, it's not as – it's not that complex. So I think, you know, practically, you do need to think ahead a few moves. Um, for example, what if there's a recession in six months? What, what will I do? Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll save, you know, X percent of each project and, and plan for that. Yeah. You know? Or, you know, something like that. Or what if I lose a key employee? You know, how am I going to make up, you know, get projects done and, and all these types of things. So it's, 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 it's not as complex as chess, but... Yeah, you know, I think that that's a good point because with business, you can generalize a little bit more, right? Because you're not looking at, as you said, okay, so I need to plan for um, a challenging time that might be, and that maybe that's because, you know, the economy goes south, maybe it's a pandemic hits, maybe it's, uh, you know, just weirdly a bunch of my employees, you know, get have something happen to them, whatever it might be, you, you maybe you don't plan for that specific, like a specific move, You but you say, I need to make sure that something that I'm not expecting, I, you know, I'm accounting for that. Right. It's, it's almost like, you know, making sure you have enough gas in the tank to get to where you're right. going. Yeah. Yeah. So another thing I like about the chess aspect is that it is a game and you are playing to win. So, you know, in chess, you have to make sure that your king doesn't get captured. You, you need to make sure that you're, that you put your opponent in checkmate by, you know, all of these different moves. And, and, and I think in life and in business, anytime you have a strategy and it, it, you do, you can kind of think of it like a game, like I need to win. Mm-hmm. And I do think I, uh, that helps for some reason. <laughs> yeah. And like how aggressive am I going to be? How defensive am I going to mm-hmm. be? Right. You know. Sure. Mm-hmm. Your styles. Yeah. Yeah. That totally plays into it. And then another thing I like about the chess aspect is that, you know, each of your pieces has its own strengths and weaknesses. Mm-hmm. You know, True. a bishop can move this way and the queen can do pretty much whatever she wants. <laughs> uh, I bet That's you, right. You, you like that one, don't you? <laughs> I sure can. Um, and – but each – but, no, you know, knowing all of the pl- – knowing – uh, basically your capacity and your capabilities and the strengths and advantages of each of those things um, will set you up for winning mm-hmm. strategically. It might be worthy to note at this point that Nathan's uh, number one strength in the strengths finders is strategic. And so Nathan is an expert at strategizing and he does it without thinking 
like it's second nature to him. And uh, so I think he's the perfect person to talk about strategy. Well, thank you. And your number one strength is also strategy. <laughs> and ah. your number th um, three or four, right? My number 37th is memory, so. <laughs> uh, I know it's in your top it five, is, too. It, yeah, actually, I think it is. I think maybe, yeah. Maybe four two? Or five. No, let's see. I have to look it up. Anyway, but yeah. It's in there. <laughs> <laughs> so we're all three strategists. Um, very high strength for us. Okay, so the next aspect of strategy or the next kind of visual image, if you think about strategy, think about sailing a ship across the ocean. And I'm talking about one of those like 17th century, mm. you know, pirate ships with all the sails and, and that kind of thing. Um, because you are, you have a destination and your goal is to get to your harbor on, across the ocean with your crew still alive and all your cargo intact. So that's your strategy. That's your goal. That's, that's where you're headed. And what I like about this aspect is that, um, there's no roads. You can't always know that you're on the right track. You don't know if you're on the road or off the road because there is no roads. And um, there are uncontrollable forces all around you. And this is not unlike life. You can't, it's not an exact science. You can't control the weather. You can't control the wind. You can't control uh, the water or the waves. All you can do is just periodically uh, respond. Respond, right? yeah. yeah. You, you have a, you know what you're going to do if that happens, or you know what to do if that happens. If a certain, you know, if the wind just starts to change direction, then you know how to shift the sail. Sure. Yeah, and you do that, I was going to say, by calculating your position. Getting across the ocean, you frequently have to say, where am I? How far off course am I? How do I get back on course, you know, mm -hmm. and then, okay, so I need to turn the wheel a little bit and then get back on track because in life you are going to get blown off course. It's just, it's not a, it's not a matter of if it's when. Right. And so, and that's okay. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the message of this uh, lesson of the ship crossing the ocean and strategy is that you're going to get blown off course and that's okay. It's not an exact science. It's not going to go a per perfectly according to your plan. You're going to get you to your destination by zigging and zagging across the ocean. That's good. Right. And so if my if I create a plan and it doesn't work, it doesn't mean I failed? Yeah. I mean, you failed hard. <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, and It's not the end of the story. Yeah. Hopefully. As long, you know, <laughs> if there's a giant squid situation or something like that. Well, uh, but I think, you know, like you're saying with the, uh, the strategy is that you, you plan for some failure, some degree mm -hmm. of getting off course or some degree of something where, you know, you're going to have to make that course correction. Um, and so if we just kind of imagine that everything's going to go perfectly and nothing's going to go wrong, that's a poor strategy. It's the most unrealistic strategy. It's almost planning to fail. Yes. Yeah. Because if you don't, if you don't, I love how you said that. Uh, extremely valid point. <laughs> you have to plan to fail a few times on your way, you know, plan mm -hmm. for stuff to go wrong, plan for unforeseen things to happen. You know, how can you plan for something you can't see or you don't know mm -hmm. what's going to happen, but you just have to think through, well, 
if something happens that I can't see or couldn't control, what am I going to do? You yeah. know, the person who's spent a little bit of time thinking about it, maybe they never came up with the actual plan, but if you've at least thought about it, then you'll be miles ahead of a person who's like never even thought about it and are, is dumbfounded by the fact that there's failure involved in this whole deal. And they'll, you know, that, that person would be more likely just to be like, I'm, I'm done. I quit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the fourth aspect of strategy is flying a rocket to the moon. And so this is a little bit like a modern version of sailing a ship across the harbor. But the, the lesson with this aspect is that you, um, sometimes your destination is always going to be the same, but your phases have to change on the way. So like mm. when you think of a, a rocket launching, same as when you launch a business, it requires an explosive amount of energy and just a tremendous amount of, of thrust and power just to lift that rocket off. And it's almost like it's happening in slow motion. Right. Same when with you're starting a business, unless you have like massive amounts of seed capital to like speed things up a little bit, um, you know, for most small businesses that are just bootstrapping it, um, it's going to take so much energy with hardly any payoff and hardly any, you know, fruit to show for all your labor. So the thing I like about the the uh, rocket to the moon strategy is, um, well, you know, first of all, there's that complexity that happens when, you know, through the different phases. Because mm -hmm. at some point, your whole strategy has to change, not because your destination changed, but just because you're in a different phase. So like there's that thrust phase and then you break through the atmosphere and then all of a sudden you don't really need much thrust. All, it's kind of like that ship. You're just sort of mm -hmm. making little micro adjustments along the way. But um, then you get to the point where you have to land this m rocket on the moon and it's the whole thing has to get flipped upside down. So mm. you have to sort of predict the different phases as you go th to your destination and how everything might change except the destination and how you're going to have to evolve to that scenario. You know, you said um, a few minutes back, you said that unless you have a lot of money, you know, you have to put a lot of energy into it. But I think even if you have a lot of money, um, that's still a lot. Money equals energy, right? It's There's a certain amount of force that has to go to get yourself off the ground. And um, it could be you need a whole bunch of capital and that's how you make it happen. But it could be also a lot of extra energy, some really great creative ideas, some outside of the box thinking that gets your brand noticed, something like that. Sure. That's, that's a, that's a good point. Thank you. you don't, Thank you. you don't always need lots of cash. There's ways to do it without cash. Yeah. Yeah. But it takes, it does take a lot of energy, a lot of force, a lot of, something to get something off the ground, right? Yeah. Right. And then, um, you know, continuing with this rocket to the moon analogy, you also, just like when you go to Everest and you get to the top, you need a way to get back down to earth. Extremely valid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is yeah. a whole other skill set as well, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, because I mean, I remember, I remember like when that was the whole moonshot thing, you know, and they, that was part of the thing. So we want to get a man to the moon and bring him home safely. You know, mm -hmm. it wasn't. <laughs> Not kill him in the process. <laughs> like, there he is. Yep. <laughs> still, you can still see him up there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, really good. Another part of this aspect that I like is this mission control where there's a team of brilliant geniuses 
uh, in a room watching everything and helping you monitor everything. So it's like this massive support system that's helping you achieve your goal. And I think in our lives, we can build support systems through partnerships that we have or vendors or, you know, different things like who is making sure, who am I account, who's helping me be accountable to doing the things I need to be doing, getting to where I'm going to be going. I think it's a huge um, uh, uh, help to a strategic effort. Yeah, And that's just downright wisdom, you know, having a, a team of people. Um, if you're a small business owner, you need a CPA, you need a lawyer, you need a mentor, you need a, a team of support people that are helping you. There's so many different aspects of, um, of help that you need that you can't know it all and you need to know you don't know it all and you need to be okay with asking for help and sometimes paying for help because usually it costs you something to get yeah. help from a lawyer <laughs> or what whatnot. But um, thinking ahead and getting that, that um, wisdom, getting that knowledge and insight from people who are experts in those fields before you make decisions, I think is so important um, because otherwise you learn the hard way. Right. Yes. True. You, hear, you learn by making mistakes, and um, sometimes those mistakes can really cost you. Totally true. And take you way off course. <laughs> right. And the nice thing about, you know, if you make a mistake on the rocket, you know, you're dead. The whole mission failed, and people have lost their lives. But in business, there's a lot more grace. You can make mistakes and recover for them in most cases. So. It's not as serious as the moon <laughs> shot. But, you know, it's a good way to look at it. You know, and especially like sometimes you're, you you might need different systems or different people or different skills mm-hmm. to, right. to tackle different phases of your operation. Like a business coach or um, a marketing team. You need, you need to hire outside consultants that can help you. And, um, and I think a lot of times there's so much we can do on our own and then, but then we'll hit a ceiling and, it, and when you hit the ceiling, that's when you need to get call in for help and get an expert that can tell you, okay, here's how you move out of this level. Here's how you get into the next phase. No, it's true because, uh, you know, when you're starting out, you, you, you might know a little bit about all these different aspects, right? But then you, you can't specialize, you can't. Like you're saying, you can't go to New York and Seattle at the same time. You you might know how to get to both places, but you need somebody. You need somebody that um, is proficient with each phase or each part of the ship or whatever analogy you want to use. But not only are they they're dedicated to focusing on their task, they know more about it than you do, and um, you know maybe they're leading a team of people within your organization that. Um, are going to help you just propel you forward. Yeah, that's good. Okay, so the fifth aspect of strategy that I wanted to talk about today is building a tower, building a tall tower. And so if you think about it, if you're going to erect this massive building into the sky, uh, structure is important. You have to the, the structures that you build, and sometimes you have to even start underground, mm-hmm. but the structures that you build to make a strong foundation mm-hmm. uh, are going to determine how high you can make it. And so if your goal is to make it extremely high, you got to make sure you have the right st- support system. In other words, again, the support system is very important, but also just um, more uh, uh, sturdy 
things, constants in your life. Yes. Pillars. And these are things like character, integrity, and, um, uh, you know, expertise and, you know, wisdom, things that that are just going to help you build taller, you know, great people, great people skills, great leadership ability, all of these things. There's the the quote from my main man, Jesus. (laughs) He's my favorite human to ever exist in the whole universe. But uh, he said, you know, if you're going to build a tower, you got to count the cost. Mm -hmm. So a strategic aspect of this building a tower is, and he said, because you don't want to get halfway done and realize you don't have enough bricks to finish this thing, you know? Right. Um, So this is part of strategy and planning is uh, really saying, okay, how many, how strong does my support structure need to be? How many bricks do I need? Or how much rebar do I need? Or how much concrete am I going to need? How many exact tons, you know, get specific. What's it going to cost me? How long is it going to take? Mm-hmm. What is the price of mortar? <laughs> What's the price of, am I going to do the, do it myself? Am I going to hire laborers? How much do they cost? Uh, if you're in California, it's going to be expensive. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, lumber, all these things. So, so that's just an aspect of strategy to think about. So when you think about strategy, thinking about Climbing Mount Everest or (coughs) sailing the ocean, going to the moon in a rocket, playing a game of chess, playing a game Uh, of chess and building a tower and building a tower. Tell us what you guys think about these aspects of strategy. If you guys have any other ones that are your favorites, uh, drop them in the comments and we'd like to hear about it. But, um, before we go, it's the part of the show where we talk about what we are uh, inspired, inspired by? by this week. Mm-hmm. So this is a quote from our fellow podcaster, Marie Forleo. Uh, she said, success doesn't come from what you do occasionally. It comes from what you do consistently. Hmm. Yeah, that's a great, that's a great uh, perspective. Sure is. And being consistent can be part of your strategy. It's one of the most um, not exciting aspects of your strategy. You know, I think we always want things to be exciting and new with twists and turns. And now, you know, and the building part and making decisions and moving forward are always the fun things. But sometimes it's it's the day-to-day, getting the work done, being consistent, not giving up. Um, that really pays off. And with marketing, consistency is really what pays off. You know, it's it. Uh, most of the people who say marketing doesn't work are the ones who um, aren't doing it consistently, aren't measuring it, don't have goals in mind, don't have a plan or a strategy in place. And um, so consistency should be a pillar of any strategy. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think about the overnight success stories right you know yeah. that it's like a, they're an overnight success there were it was 10 years in the making right. or whatever and it's true it's just that um it's easy to see that person that made it big and did did well with one seemingly st- stroke of luck but really if you um almost any time you can look at that you can see that they've been working away at their craft or what they do for mm-hmm. a long long time mm-hmm. yeah so I think if you plan for consistency, that would help, you know. So 
plan to fail, plan for consistency. If you plan to fail consistently, you will be a successful person. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I think a great example of that is this commitment that we've all made to this podcast, right? Right. We've said, um, we know this isn't going to be an overnight success, and it's quite possible it might not ever become the next big thing, and we're okay with that. But what we have done is we've decided and committed that we're going to consistently stick to this for 100 episodes. And, um, and that's because we know the value of consistency and that, you know, if, and I probably won't even get our podcast probably won't even get that good until after we've done a hundred. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So stay tuned for good content. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know. If, are you guys familiar with Ira Glass from this American life? No. Another Mm-mm. great radio show podcast. Um, but, uh, he, um, has a saying that basically the idea is that, um, we get frustrated because our taste is up here and then we're trying to make art or whatever it is that we're trying to do. It's rising to that level, but we don't have the experience yet. Right. So you just, you have to put in that time Mm -hmm. so that you can get your abilities and all the things that you have, you know, all the things that it takes, you have to be able to acquire all that skill, knowledge, practice, et cetera, until you can get to the level that you know that you want to be at. And, you know, it's frustrating to think about, hey, I know that's the destination, but I've got to, you know, I know that it's 10,000 miles away, so it means I have to go 10,000 miles before that's I good. get there. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And if you're if you have ten thousand miles to drive, the strategy you have in place is what keeps you on course and um, ma- helps you to learn as you go, um, adjust as you need to, and keep yourself from do- going fifteen thousand miles if you don't need to. You know, um, I think it's so important to have humility and, and to recognize you don't know everything. You're still learning. You don't know what you don't know, but. Um, mistakes and failures are amazing opportunities to learn and to grow and to get better. Yeah, I think it reminds me of like, you know, driving 10,000 miles, uh, you know, most of that time, you're kind of just sitting there doing nothing. Mm -hmm. You're not driving by anything exciting. Nothing really exciting is happening. You're just sort of grinding it out. But in those moments too, I mean, for me, that's when I do my best thinking, you know, when I'm not really doing anything else, you know, just long drive. Going through the motions. Um, so it is, it's a grind and it, I think consistency, you know, you have to consistently keep do, driving, you know, to get there. But you can't stop at 5,000 miles and say, yeah. well, I tried to get to New York, mm-hmm. yeah. but um, this is, is, you know, I, I just can't go any further. Well, I, I think it's easy when you don't, you know, you can be on your journey and you feel like, well, I feel like I should be there already. Right. Are we there yet? <laughs> you know? Are we there yet? And the feeling, you know, because you know of all the stuff that you've done, all the miles you have behind you, you know, yes, it feels like I'm tired now. I want to be there. Mm-hmm. But I know that I'm not there yet, so I have to keep going. Yeah. Cool. Well, good, t- good conversation today. Yeah. And uh, thank you guys for joining us. Uh, we appreciate it. Yep. And we will see you next time. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Thanks for spending time with us at the Extremely Valid Points podcast. To learn more about this episode, see our show notes at extremelyvalidpoints.com. 
Be sure and subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you download your podcasts. Join us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash extremely valid. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on Instagram at EVP underscore podcast. Thanks again. And we'll see you next time with some extremely valid points. Thank you.